When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 352. This week I have got Brock Seward. I'm sorry if I butchered your name there, but is that is that pretty close to right? Yeah, cl- close enough. Sayward. 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 There we go. Sayward. Um, he is the used ag equipment manager at Butler Machinery out of the uh, Fargo office up there in North Dakota. And good thing about North Dakota this time of year, it's nice and clean sun shining no big no big weather issues up there at all is there oh that's right we're uh everyone's everyone's got about uh five trips on the lawnmower under their belt at this yeah. time all yeah. the crops have already emerged and yeah it's uh it's nice and white out the window right yeah. now. white sand beaches of fargo north dakota right <laughs> yeah that's right that's right <laughs> you're about like everybody else so far this year that's been in the uh up in the upper uh plains and over on the west side you've just gotten hammered with snow and cold and everything else so what's the weather been like up there and and what's the uh i guess where are you at right now when you start looking at uh planning dates and those kind of things yeah it's it's uh guys are starting to get a little nervous i mean especially especially up in north dakota i mean we we, you know we go down into into nebraska and south dakota with some of our locations at butler um, you know, but I, I think, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, I don't know if Nebraska has really turned much wheels yet either. 
no. uh, at this point. So yeah, everyone's kind of, everyone's kind of holding, um, you know, up here by Fargo, we got, you know, three and a half, four foot of snow that's still on the ground. Um, we just got another, you know, we just got another eight to 10 inches here, uh, over the last two days. Uh, this should be the last of it, I think for, for, for North Dakota, it looks like, I mean, they're talking next week, mid forties to maybe even touch 50. Uh, so we'll see melt happen here pretty, pretty quickly if that is the case, but, uh, no, it's been a long, it's been a long winter, uh, up in North Dakota. That's for sure. And usually, you know, usually you go out West and, and, and they're, you know, they haven't got as much, but it seems like it's just about the whole state here this year is, is, uh, his white there's, there's a few guys talking to some sales guys out by uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. There's guys that are already talking about PP, um, which is a little scary, but you know, last year we had a, Last year we had a late uh, a late spring as well. Last year we didn't get into the we didn't get into the field around here until maybe you know very very end of May. Last week of May is when most guys started, which is a lot later than we than we like to. So uh, my family farms out here just southwest of Fargo, and uh, and we didn't we didn't do anything until until it was like May twenty third, May twenty second, something like that was the first time we got in. So yeah. So we had a late spring last last year. It looks like it's gonna be that way again this year. The nice part is, you know, I think a lot of the snow came early enough where there isn't much frost underneath everything that'll need to burn off or push out. So right. so when the snow melts, it should go well, theoretically, it should go down into the ground. Um yeah. versus versus dealing with flooding uh like we do some years but uh um you know we shouldn't have to wait for the frost to come out which which would be nice yeah yeah that's the uh then the nice thing about the snow we've gotten out here so far this year is that we were so so far behind when mm-hmm. it came to uh moisture uh the drought situation i think we might be at a drought now um instead yeah. of um at a at a full-blown you know category seven you know drought anymore i think it might just be at a category one drought or something like that so yeah. but it's been a it's been a long winter too like you just talked about and a lot of a lot of field work needs to get done mm-hmm. which i guess kind of leads into that that time of the year where where guys are starting with the planters what they're doing with their planters and starting to take a look at at what they're going to do with some sprayers i guess so as you look at those markets right now there's not a lot of machines out there to be had on the uh the planter side or the or the sprayer side for that matter and i guess as you're looking at that what are your thoughts there on that on that marketplace? Yeah, I mean, we had a we had a we had a pretty strong pre-sell bank uh, coming into 2023 on the new side. I mean, we we sold a lot of we sold a lot of sprayers. Uh, Agco came out with with the new uh, with the new Fent Rogator. Um, so so that was there was some excitement in our area for that machine switching over from the from the the yellow C series Rogators into the Fent machine. Uh, so we had strong, we had strong pre-sell activity and those are starting to show up. The problem is, you know, the, just like everyone's been dealing with the supply chain has been so jacked up. So, so, you know, everything's kind of been delayed for the most part in getting here. Um, you know, when you move over to the planter side, we had a lot of, we, we pre-sold a lot of, a lot of momentum planters and, and Massey Ferguson planters here last year, uh, even some horse maestros. Uh, but again, we were dealing with supply chain delays and, and, and we had some planters that were delayed. We couldn't deliver right, right at the start of spring. So, you know, our, our, our sales force, you know, a lot of us as a, as a company, we kind of got gun shy on, on pre-selling planters, uh, just cause we, you know, we didn't know when, when they were going to show up, if, if the customer was going to have a machine or if he was going to have to run his trade for another season. 
Um, and that's one of the things we ran into last year was, you know, the customer was expecting to have a planner. He didn't put much money into it because he didn't, he didn't plan on using it. And then, oh, the, the new machine's delayed. Got to try to, got to try to use my trade-in machine. Well, now the parts aren't available because I've waited until mid-April to start looking for stuff. So planters have been soft for us this year is what I'm getting to. I mean, we got, um, we pre-sold a handful of them between the, between the three manufacturers, but, but not as strong as we would have liked to see on the used side as well. It's been, it's been pretty slow. I mean, I, I probably have a dozen, a dozen or so planters in, in inventory that, that we just haven't been able to move, um, you know, for, for whatever, for whatever reason, it's just, everything's been soft. Everything's been getting softer. I should say, um, we, we always seem to have application equipment sitting around, but, but, you know, typically we don't have too many planters where, where this year kind of feels like we have a glut going into, going into planting season. So. Yeah. yeah I think there's uh as I look at the planter market right now, I, I guess I'd like your opinion on this. Something I've been thinking about for a little while when I look at planters is that uh, this is really the first time last couple of years where every manufacturer now has an option to do some sort of an upgrade kit, you know, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them on a planner. And I guess, you know, I take a look at planner market right now and yeah, there's not that many planners out there to be had. I, I'm starting to think maybe that two years down the road or something like that, there could be an issue pop up with planners just be sure the fact of, you know, you start talking to some of these guys and they've got a, a planner that you can still upgrade to, you know, you can still upgrade mm-hmm. it to, to a high speed planner or something like that. As you start looking at that, you know, what's the if you don't have what i'm looking for i don't i don't have to trade my planner in to get the latest technology i can just go you know upgrade it put the different row units on it yeah um which is your customer are you guys having some conversations like that are people coming in saying hey you know i'm i'm ready to do some precision stuff or whatever it is that that's available um yeah is that is that some of that stuff popping up a little bit we haven't we haven't quoted out like any of those retro kits uh, up to this mm-hmm. point, um, just because everything's been so tight. Um, even you know, getting from getting getting equipment from precision planning has has been tight. So, so to my knowledge, we haven't been quoting any 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 retrofit kits. I know some of the deer dealers in the area are doing a lot of that because they can't they can't get a new planner. They haven't been able to get a new planner. So. So they're quote they're quoting their retro you know their retro exact emerge or, or whatever they're calling it, um, and you know I've seen quotes on some of those on some of those uh, on some of those updates, uh, and it's pretty attractive when you compare it to yeah. a you know you're going to buy a new you're looking at you know we're on 22 inch rows so you're going to buy a new DB 66, or you can you can retro your your current you know DB 44 to a speed planner, you know third of the cost of of what a new db66 is going to be i mean all you're really doing there's to my understanding you're just stripping it down to to bar wheels and tanks really at that point and putting everything else new on that's a pretty attractive option in my opinion so yeah so i I don't i don't know how many customers have been going that way but but we've certainly we've heard chatter quite a bit Mm -hmm. about it so yeah yeah and i think i just think that's what the because really, if you if you go out and look at the planner market right now, I need to go pull it back up and look at my data all over again. But there's not. If you go look at two hundred thousand dollar plus planners, I bet there's not a thousand planners out there in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I bet there's not. I bet there's not five hundred planners out there on the marketplace. <laughs> yeah. The majority of those planners that are out there are like one hundred fifty thousand dollar and less planners. That's mm-hmm. the overwhelming majority of them. So yeah. if you have 
one of those 2000, you know, 14 through 18 model planners, mm-hmm. more than likely you, you're not, you're not really gaining anything. If you, if you like, there's anything, I mean, it's like six, one half dozen another. I mean, you go and get the, the planets already put together and you, you start looking at the row unit thing. And I think just for some, it's just what's available at the time is going to start making a big play and how they make those decisions. And I think that there's, uh, I think a lot of people that are going to sit back and say it's, it's worth in the off season here for me to, to upgrade my planner, um, with, with new row units or whatever it is that they're doing. I think yeah. that's going to change the way we do business, I guess. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't had many, you know, we haven't had many high dollar planners roll in that we've had to resell. Um, and, and the ones that we have, they turn in a couple days, you know, they, they don't right. even hit the lot before they're gone. Um, they, they certainly don't sit for a while. You know, we looked at, I talked about, uh, horse maestros a little bit. We had a couple, we had a couple 2430 uh, SW horse maestros, you know, 2012, 2013 model years, somewhere in there. Um, and we looked at, we looked at uh, upgrading those to precision, right? Putting on some V sets and some V drives. Uh, we threw, it was about, you know, 50 grand or so to do the conversion. So we looked at doing that just because they'd been sitting for, you know, they'd been sitting for five, six months or so, but they ended up selling before we ever did anything with them. So we never got to, we never got to test out that project and see what, uh, see what kind of demand there was for, for a product like that. But, but, uh, you know, like you're talking, those planners still at the end of the day, they transacted for, you know, in the, in the, it was under 150, both of them. So, so it's just, they're, they're low dollar items. And and a lot of cases, guys are buying it for a, for a backup machine, you know, or, or, or we get, we get, we get tight on time and, and, and he has to run two instead of running one or run three instead of running two, you know, so. Right. Yep. And that's, especially in your area, getting tight on time is something you guys are kind of used to, isn't it? Yeah, it gets, it, most, most springs kind of come down to the wire. You start flirting with the, you start flirting with the, uh, with, with your crop insurance dates. Um, when you get these, when you get these late springs. So when it's, when it's go time, it's go time. And that's why we see guys buying these backup planners, right? Even if they're not going to run them, it's peace of mind. If they got something that's sitting in the, sitting in the back of the quans that they can pull out and put seed in the ground. If, if, if something happens to the primary bar. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's jump over and talk about sprayers a little bit. Sprayers the same way. They're probably even more, they're even worse than what planners are. Mm-hmm. to start looking out there. There's like 1800 sprayers available in the marketplace. You start yeah. going down same, doing the same math on them. Um, I guess as you're looking at the spray market, what are your similar thoughts there as you look into that that area? We see we see a lot of guys talking combos now moving forward. I mean, re- retailers and growers, uh, they're going from going from having a having a rogator and a terrogator. You know, maybe they maybe they just want to go to a combo machine because they want to get yeah. as many acres on one machine as possible. A lot of the retailers we talk to are their, their, their biggest thing is I want to, I want to reduce my fleet size, right? I only have, I only have so many, so many bodies I can put in that machine and, 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 you know, they're running into the labor deal. Right. So, and not to mention, not to mention the cost of the machines now after the past three years of price increase after price increase, after price increase, you know, you're talking about the, the, the price point today, a combo machine, you're, you're paying your, you know, it's almost, it's almost the same price of, of, uh, of, uh, you know, buying those two machines just on its own. So I think that's where customers are looking at that. So we, we've been talking a lot about combos um, and I think it's helped, you know, like I said, I talked about the new Fent Rogator. Um, uh, 
you know, that's a, we have a high clearance option with that sprayer now. So a lot of guys are looking at doing, you know, late season, uh, late season top dress and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so co- combo is the biggest thing that we've been looking at. It's just like, we've been talking, it's just, can you get one, you know, and, and in a lot of cases it's there's slots available. And then the next day there isn't, you know, so yeah. they're, they're, they're going quick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, uh, I think that's the one thing out there right now where I don't, I don't know that any manufacturer can all of them put together can produce enough sprayers that will ever wreck the market ever again. There's just, mm-hmm. just not enough out there to to really see any kind of a, a big issue out there. But one thing out there right now that is, I think, uh, I feel like it's going to be a big problem. And to me, it's, it's combines. I mean, everyone combines are always combines, but I think what we're seeing right now in the combine market is uh, a bigger issue coming down the line than, than mm-hmm. I think most people want to admit. Uh, you start looking at the number of combines out there and how that compares to a couple of years ago. Uh, we're not that far away from 2021 um, uh, numbers again, um, and but the price is so much higher. You start looking at what those, those use values look like. You start throwing in class 10 and class 9 combines uh, that weren't there two years ago, and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. you've got this you know, $450,000 was kind of like the top end two years ago for a combine. Now you're looking at, I mean, I've seen $900,000 combines out there. So it's just, yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. We've been looking at some of these, you know, we got customers who want to roll Exions or want to look at rolling Fent ideals. And Mm -hmm. like you said, your transaction price is a lot closer to a million dollars than it, than it is 500 today. So you look at, you look at a one year roll with a customer and it's like, well, it's hard to, it's hard to stomach, you know, putting a, you know, putting six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars hard into a trade after one year, but, but you don't know what to do. Right. Cause the new machine right. is, like I said, you're, you're flirting with a million and, and, and in order to make the deal work, I mean, you gotta be somewhat aggressive and, and you, and you, at the end of the day, you just hope, well, if someone's paying 900 for a new one, I sure hope that they'd be willing to pay seven fifty for, for one with, with one season on it, you know? Yeah. Yep. And the other thing that scares me about this too, is more than anything is that some of these used machines, their, their competition is, is a, a brand new one, you know, it might be a class eight or class nine, but it's still, it's still a brand new combine that you're, that you're playing up against there. And obviously if if you're someone looking at a, at a, a big class 10 combine or something like that, you're you're obviously not looking at a class A comment, and I get that. But mm-hmm. someone's gonna someone of these days is gonna be like, man, I'd like to get this, but I might as well just get the new one over here, which kind of flips that back around when you start looking at allocations and those all those other things that come into play. Mm-hmm. Where where do you take those new ones? You gotta take them to the customers that that are your historical new guys, and then you start mm-hmm. looking at those other things and flipping around. It's just it's a it's a weird market, especially with like you're talking about the planner side of it. So many of these machines showed up late fall instead of mm-hmm. early spring early fall you know they only got half a season a quarter season something like that in there and a lot of these machines are coming back to the marketplace with 50 hours on them 100 hours on them you know i saw one the other day that had i saw six machines that had um less than 10 hours on them that were being advertised i mean so stuff like that where you're like what what are we it's the, just an odd marketplace you the, know? i mean there's so many things yeah. that coming into play there the timing, the timing gap has been so, so prolonged to get one season of use on yeah. a machine because you're, 
you're talking about pre-selling it. Okay, I pre-sold mm-hmm. it. Now it's going to take 12 to 15 months to show up. So you locked you locked your price in back here. The customer gets it. He runs it for a season, looks at trading, you know, nine, 10 months later before we get into the following season. So you got one season of use, but in, in some cases, over two years of time has passed when you yeah. locked in that machine when you're looking at trading it. So there's been a lot of these, a lot of these transactions that we've done, you know, going back two years ago that are finally delivering. You look at, okay, I want to roll this deal. I mean, you're, you're, you're giving the customer 30 grand more than what he paid for the machine when he was able to right. lock price 24 months ago, you know, and that, yeah. that, that works out great for the customer and it works out great for us too, as long as we can, you know, as long as, as long as the market holds. But I think that's kind of where we're, we're getting to a point where we've, we've booked these deals or we've locked in these trades. And now you look at this number and, and, and the, you know, the trade value got hard into this machine when it comes in. And that's where you start to, I start to get a little squeamish at least looking at some of these, some of these machines that we've, we've agreed to trade, you know, 12 months ago and, and, and now the market's in a different place. Right. Yeah. And we try to, yeah. we try to, we try to do our best to, to, to guess or, or, or figure out where educated yeah. guess, of course, where that market's going to land. But I mean, <laughs> you only, you only fight, we fight so every year, right? At, yeah. at the end of the, at the end of the day, yeah. there's still a five to 10% dart throw in there, you know? So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's the same thing. I, I've been doing this now for whatever, how long I've been doing this on, I can't even remember now. So 15 years, 16 years now I've been doing this. Um, it's the same thing. You're always trying to guess what the market's going to be like in nine months or mm-hmm. 12 months, you know, and, and sometimes it works out great. Other times it, it doesn't and you kind of got to figure it out. But I think, I think this time it's just so many factors came into play that were front loaded factors that no matter how much you plan for it, no matter, no matter how much you tried to guess the future, you just weren't going to do it mm-hmm. right because price increases and availability and all these other things that kind of play. It's just, it was hard. I mean, it's just flat out hard to make that, to figure that out. And it's just an odd situation that is going to be, uh, you know, is what it is at this point, I guess. I think so. I, I think I catch myself. I think I catch myself talking to my team. I think I say it at least once a day. Well, if, you know, if corn's 650, we won't have any issues, you know? Well, that number's good as yeah. long as as long as corn's here and beans are here right but right exactly if, yeah. if, if that changes then yeah then we're in a little bit of trouble so yeah yeah no i think yeah that's i do the same thing too there's always a if then but statement you know in yeah. there uh, yeah. in there somewhere so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. real crowd tractor i think is another deal out there as you take a look what's going on with those i mean real crowd tractors are all over the place man you've seen yeah they're all up there, you know, north of 400,000 pretty, pretty consistently when you're looking at some of the stuff. But again, it kind of goes into the same thing we talked about here where we're trying to um, put guess in these numbers same way on these machines with with, uh, uh, with combines. I mean, you're still trying to guess out a year out to what you think these, these are going to be worth. And, and yeah. you know, fortunately, tractors are, are typically an easier thing to move around. But yeah. again, you're starting to run into where these prices and interest rates start to play into that you've got, you've got some issues that you got to take care of for sure. I, I agree. Tractors. I mean, tractors are, tractors are pretty easy for the most part, but, but you, you still get into situations where, you know, like we're talking about, if you're looking at 12 months out, what's it going to be? Okay. Well, let's throw it in iron guides. Let's throw it in sand hills. Let's go look mm-hmm. at comparables. 
And there's a lot of times where you're looking, you get your three, you know, your three different data points. Maybe you look at historical sales or historical numbers. You got four or five different numbers you're looking at. And it's like, okay, how, how do I, how do I feel today? Who am I siding with? Right. Cause there's a lot of times you look on, you look on tractor house, you're looking at comparables and you say, Oh, they're pretty, you know, they're pushing the market on this one or that's the way you feel. But then you think, well, are they pushing the market or are these other guys just lagging, you know? And that's, that's the, that's the tough part is I think you find when you're looking through comparables, there's a lot of times you can, you can pick and choose obviously, which ones you're going to, which sure. ones you're going to, you're, you're going to hook into. Absolutely. Um, but I, you, you seem to always be able to find one, one number that'll back up your thoughts, whatever it is. Right. But. Oh Yeah. Always find that one out there. That's right. <laughs> this, all is, work, right? this is my this is my justification for <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, what, yeah. what other what other do you have? That's it. This one is that's, my only. That's the one. That's the yeah. one, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean on that one. There's a uh, plenty plenty of uh, of times where I've looked at machines out there, going like, "Oh yeah, this works. This works totally works." Mm-hmm. And then you start looking around like, "Oh man." Maybe it doesn't work as well as I think it do, but yeah. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this one work for sure. So yeah. it's yeah. yeah, you get talk yourself into into trouble there sometimes. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. All right. So as you're looking out at the uh at the rest of 23 here, we're going into plant season. Um typically by now we kind of start seeing a little bit of a lull in in buying patterns and you know, still mm-hmm. see some stuff kicking around. But as you kind of get into this plant season and you roll right into uh uh all the other stuff that's going on, top dressing, those kind of things. As you look at the rest of 23, what are your thoughts? And, and I guess what are your what are your customers' temperature right now? You start talking about how they how they're feeling about things and interest rates and all the stuff that come into play in there. Yeah, it, it always starts to feel better when guys start getting crop in the ground. I mean, when we're when when we're looking at, like I said, you look out the window and there's still four foot of snow. There's 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 yeah. really no one talking about buying anything right now. And and, and right. I, I think cost of funds is somewhat coming down a little bit. We've kind of felt that a little bit. Um, yeah. So so we're not you know we're not this constant. It seemed like you know 25, 30, 40 basis points every quarter. It was just constant increase, right? And now now we're kind of yep. kind of feels like we might be hitting a plateau, which is nice. That'll help a little bit. Um, but we're still seeing price increases. I mean, the, the price sure. increases have just, they, they, you figured by now they'd slow down. It just, it seems, it seems like we're still seeing them, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty consistently, which is, which is a little scary because, you know, you can go back 12 months ago, you know, or however you want to look at it, 12 months ago or two price increases ago, you know, like I said, however you want to view it. And guys were still looking at the quote cross-eyed saying, Whoa, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't pay $250,000 for a 150 horse loader tractor. You know, I mean, we run into that. We run into that all the time. Um, so there's a breaking point there somewhere for sure. Um, but once we, yeah, like I said, it's, it's been a Q1 was very, was very slow. It was very quiet for us. And typically it is, I mean, we're dealing with some, with some, uh, with some year end deliveries and, and getting those, getting those out delivered to customers. Um, but Q1 was quiet, uh, really quiet. So Q2, I'm hoping it'll pick up a little bit, but I know it'll be, you know, it'll be a good month, maybe 45 days until guys start getting some crop in the ground and then it'll open up Q3, Q4, typically, typically strong. You know, that's where you really start to see it pick up and we will, we have some upside with machines. We'll have, we'll have more machines here available. 
uh, throughout Q3, Q4 this year than we have in the last, I want to say, two, three years. So that'll be nice. We'll, we'll have some upside there. It's just, can the market bear it, right? Can a guy can yeah. a guy pay $300,000 for a 150-horse loader tractor? Or the factory is going to open up enough where the manufacturers come out and say, "Okay, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta program the crap out of these tractors now because we've been, we've been hitching with price increase every, every four or five months." So, I've yet to see that happen. But that's the other, you know, that's the double-edged sword there. Where now we got new inventory stacking up. We we got some trades we're pretty proud of that we've stuck some money into. Now we're we're gonna start closing that gap to where the new one's here, the used one is here. Now we're now we're moving back closer together. And now the now the new one starts to look more attractive than the used. So I'm not I, I I'm not uh, I don't want to sound the alarm for you know 2015 2016 time, but uh, that's kind of the way it that's kind of the way it's it's starting to feel in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's some of that stuff too that we can start looking at. It's just there's there's a lot of factors that come into play more so than I think I've ever seen since I've been even when. You know, we just go from 14, 15, 16, where you, we looked at how those those factors all played in there. And that was two things happened there. One was obviously the commodity prices came way down. And two, there was an overproduction for the previous six years going into, the, into that time frame. And now all of a sudden, we just had monumental amounts of, of equipment sitting around. We don't have that now. We don't have monumental amounts of equipment sitting around. We don't have... Um, Crop prices, you know, you argue back and forth where break evens are and those kind of things, but they're they're significantly better than what they've been um, yep. uh, over the over an average period of time over the last you know twenty years. And you start looking at um, interest rates, though, are just uh, the, are the wild card that's out there right now. How that's mm-hmm. affecting people's lines of credit and profitability and those kind of things mm-hmm. also are coming into play. And I think that is going to be one of the biggest uh, issues that we see happening right there. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of moving parts there, Brock, and it's always fun to be in this business, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, yeah, it uh, it keeps you young. I would say. I mean, it, it uh, yeah. Some days are yep. some days are worse than others, but uh, no, there's always there's always something to talk about. So yeah, definitely, and that's that is definitely the truth. Well, Brock, I uh, really appreciate you being on the podcast here, man. Any last thoughts you want to throw out there before we shut things down? No, I, uh, Casey, I really appreciate you having me. Um, appreciate the time, appreciate the conversation. And, and, uh, if you ever need anything, uh, be sure to let me know. So right on, man. Well, I, uh, like to talk to, uh, yeah, Ooh, edit that part out and come out of my mouth right at all. All right. Um, if folks want to reach out to you, Brock, and get more information about what you got going on, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. Uh, my, my email is, uh, Brock Sayward at butlermachinery.com. That's B-R-O-C-K, uh, Sayward, S-A-E-W-E-R-T at, uh, butlermachinery.com. Right on. And you made it out to the Moving Iron Summit last year, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yep. What, what'd you think of that? It was, it was great. It was, uh, it, I'm, I'm new to, uh, I'm newer to my role. So I, uh, I became the use equipment manager back in June or July of last year. So, uh, moving iron was in September, I believe. So I was, I was pretty new to the role. Um, but it was, it was an awesome, awesome conference. It was great to, it was a great opportunity for me, especially being new in the role to, uh, to, to, to network and, and, and socialize with, with other folks around the country who who are in a similar role as me. Um, certainly made some connections there that I've been, I've been, I've been using here, uh, with the past year or so as I've been in the role. So I, uh, it was, it was a great, great experience. And I look forward to, uh, to 2023. So 
yeah, looking forward to seeing you again, man. It was it was good to see you out there, and you and the rest of your group out there. It was good to see everybody come in, and you finally got rid of Dusty. So now you got some, yeah. you got some level headed <laughs> people around there now, That's right? right? There's a lot. There's a lot of people that that have rejoiced about that. So. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, Brock, man, I appreciate you being on, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and check me out over on the YouTube channel, Moving Iron Podcast. See the video version here. Go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related and check out the information for the Moving Iron Summit, uh, September 11th through the 13th in Nashville, Tennessee. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Brock Sayward. Sorry. Let's go smart, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century.